0: Welcome back to the Hendricks Middle School Podcast. Whatever platform you listen to on the podcast, be sure to subscribe, hit the bell, get notified, or click on the option for me to come to your house directly and hand deliver the podcast to your ears. Actually, we might not have that set up yet, that last option, but I'll work on it. It's great to be back. So I want you all to know that I'm recovering from a shocking predicament that I found myself in. Recently, my world has been rocked by the realization that Amazon might not be the solution to all the problems in my life. Say what? I know, crazy, right? Like many of my listeners, I enjoy the comfort of online shopping. When I run out of something... I just hop on the phone, go to the Amazon app, and order it. Magically, the little Amazon elves usually get it delivered right to my doorstep within days. Usually two days. Well, several weeks ago, I ordered some toothpaste and shampoo from Amazon. Much to my dismay, the package got lost. Do you know what I had to do? Drive to the store and get it myself. (gasps) I know. So inconvenient. This made me think about how things that I never even imagined would exist years ago now seem normal to us. We certainly take some amazing advancements for granted. Adults, if you're listening to this podcast with your kid, which I encourage you to do, Let's make this podcast interactive and turn to your child and share something that would surprise the younger generations about what life was like for you as a kid. But you got to say it like this, though. Way back when I was a kid, for example, way back when I was a kid, the refrigerator didn't just give you ice. You had to make it yourself with a healthy dose of water, cold, time. In something called an ice cube tray it was quite a process go ahead pause this and share starting with back when I was a kid I'll wait here kids You no doubt just heard horrific stories that blew your mind about old-school telephones that didn't even have internet? Sending emails by actually writing letters down on paper and putting them in something called a mailbox? And maybe waiting for the radio to actually play the song that you wanted to hear rather than just pulling it out instantly on Spotify? Oh, my. Life is was so rough. Seriously, I don't know how we survived. Kids, if you're listening, I want you to make a prediction about something you'll see in the future that generations that come after you, your eventual kids, will think is normal, but you'll think is this amazing advancement. Maybe we'll see like pizza delivery done by drones and you have people engaging in these epic aerial pizza battles to intercept the orders mid-flight. Maybe there's an international pillow fighting championship. It'll become maybe a mainstream sport complete with professional pillow fighters and customized combat pillows. So, kids, if you're listening with someone, pause this. Turn to them and predict something crazy that you think might happen in the future. I'll wait here. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around as we prepare to introduce a guest of such staggering importance, such monumental significance, that the mere act of introducing them sends shockwaves through the very fabric of our podcasting universe. Today, we have the unparalleled privilege of hosting... A figure whose accomplishments make the greats of history pale in comparison, prepare yourselves for we are about to welcome a person whose influence is felt not only in the hallowed halls of this school, but resonates across time and space as the mere mention of their name sends ripples through the educational cosmos. This podcast episode promises to be nothing short of legendary, as we bask in the presence of the one and only Hendricks Middle School principal, Miss Cheryl, Cheryl Riddle. Cheryl. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. I'm excited to be here today.
0: Yes, I hope that introduction was sufficient. I read it exactly as you typed it up when you handed it to me. I
1: really hope no. I can live up to those expectations. <laughs> I'm just kidding.
0: Yes, so. Uh, actually, those words sprung forth from my heart, so I, I truly mean it. But uh, I actually have had a lot of practice with introductions. That's how I introduce my dog to the Amazon uh, delivery guy every okay. day when they visit us at the door. So we're going to jump right into some questions. So first of all, can you start by introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about your background and experience in education?
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm Cheryl Riddle, and I am actually a homegrown Forsythian. I was raised here um, and remain here uh, probably for a long time. Awesome.
0: That's awesome.
1: (laughs) I am a mother of four sons that have grown and um, graduated from Forsyth County Schools, and I am also now a grandmother of three Almost four yes. um, grandchildren, three girls, and one grandson. It's That's awesome. That's amazing.
0: That is amazing.
1: My experiences, actually, I started out in rehabilitation. I worked in hospitals for oh, wow. several, almost over 10 years. And then I owned a couple of childcare centers yeah. and somehow ended up in education. Um, awesome. And I have not looked back, would not look back. This is the best experience I have ever had.
0: Oh, I love that. I, I love, love it. that. So what inspired you specifically to become a middle school principal, and what do you enjoy most about this role?
1: Oh, my gosh. My first, um, I guess the first thing I would say would be that middle school is the best of all of the levels of yes, education.
0: I agree.
1: Um, I love it. You, it's only three years. It's short to have students in here for three years, but you get the best of all three by sixth graders coming in. They're still just wide-eyed. They still really want to care, and they're affectionate, and they really want to you know, hear your praise. Right. Um, eighth grade, they're becoming young adults and just watching them Um, become start to look at who they want to be as an adult and beyond high school and into college, what their careers want to be. Seventh grade, they're a unique bunch. And um, I think I get astounded because I'm not sure who they are. And I don't know if they even know who they are. But um, every day brings a new excitement from seventh grade. So to me, it's the best of all three worlds.
0: Yeah, I was a, there was just my sister and I and my daughter's an only child. So I can't imagine what it's like to be the middle one and just kind of the dynamic there. If you're like in a family, but, uh, that was well explained because that's exactly what they're like here in this school. And that's why I love sixth grade because I taught fifth grade for years and years and years. And when those sixth graders come in, they're actually, you know, they are wide eyed and they're ready to listen and kind of figure out how that's things right. are. And, by the time the spring rolls around, they think they're oh, high schoolers, absolutely. but uh, it's still, it's awesome. So, middle school can be such a challenging time for students. How important do you think it is for the social and emotional needs of the middle schoolers to get addressed?
1: To me, it is the most critical area um, mm-hmm. for our middle school students. They go through so much, it is the shortest but longest period of growth that they will experience between physical uh, growth, social-emotional changes that they go through over our three years that we have them. yeah. And to me, I really feel like we need to provide them as many outlets, socially, emotionally, in a safe environment that they can be able to go through and experience different things, but know that they have the support of the adults in this building to help guide them.
0: Absolutely. And I love so much that Forsyth County, since I've been here, and definitely hendricks that's been such a huge point to make sure that we're addressing those needs and it really makes such a big impact on the kids because they're just craving it. And it's such, it really is such a hard time. But you could see them respond when you know that their needs are getting met outside of just academics. And, and really, that's why I love middle school. So opening a new school, which I know you've done a couple times now, is certainly a challenging task. What are you most proud of about Hendricks over these first few years? Oh, gosh.
1: You're going to make me tear up (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I have been reflecting.
0: That's okay. I I didn't bring tissues, but I have my (laughs) shirt here. You can just blow your nose if you need to.
1: I will say the challenges of opening a brand-new school have been great in the fact that you're pulling from a lot of different wonderful community of schools Mm -hmm. and trying to build your own community. But I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is knowing that we are building a community of trust and respect. Absolutely. With our staff, with our students, and with our community, our parents. Are, um, I just feel like this third year, that they're really starting to see that the parents in our community and even the staff and students are starting to see that we're becoming our own parents. Person, our own Hendrix, that we have branded ourselves as a community of care and trust and respect, and that we are helping each other no matter what we go through. That this school community steps up. I've seen it all. I've seen it day in and day out. When we have different students that are in crisis, or we have different things happen within our school community. This Hendrix community steps up and is always there to support and give to others, and that's one of the things that I really wanted to build here was connection and that we care for each other.
0: Right. No, I, I feel it, and I believe it, and I'm not just saying, like, this is by far <laughs> my favorite staff. Like, I have loved the people that I work with, and it it's makes like such a big great difference it's a great to staff. be able to lock hand in hand and really invest in the kids. Like, when the teachers get along and when they have a common focus, like, it's just amazing the difference compared to, you know, all the schools I've been at. And it it is. Hendricks is awesome.
1: It's unique. Uh,
0: For sure. Finally, what are your personal hopes and aspirations for the students at this middle school when the kids leave Hendricks? What are you hoping that they've learned beyond the academics?
1: I have always said that academics are important. I never want anybody to not believe that we don't care about academics. But honestly, we have students for three years, three short years. Mm -hmm. And I always say to my staff and to my parents that come in that the most important thing that I want our students to leave when they go from Hendricks to their next level or to their next school is that... We have taught them how to care for themselves and care for others Mm -hmm. and respect for themselves and, more importantly, respect for others no matter where and who we come in contact with. It's all about caring and respecting others. If I can get my students to believe in themselves and to respect others when they leave, And I feel like I've done a good job in helping to grow our students into becoming the young adults and successful adults in the future.
0: Absolutely. And to think just the ripples of that effect of just coming from middle school, if they can move on with those skills and those abilities and beliefs and be able to do that, like it's so far reaching. And I know that, you know, the kids uh, a lot of times don't understand the importance of it. But then when it naturally kind of occurs over those years and that maturity, like there's such, like that change to me from 6th to 8th graders. Uh, like it's a totally different school when I walk around <laughs> those 8th grade hallways and seeing, and they really are like little adults compared to the 6th graders. And it's really getting them to, to get that independence and believe in themselves and believe in others. And so I really do think we do a great job at Hendricks with that.
1: We, I do feel very fortunate. This has been um, our eighth grade group. Right now, is been with us, has been with us sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Right. This is a very special group of eighth graders that we have, and the changes that I have seen in them coming in as sixth graders and then where they are right now as eighth graders, they have become empowered in so many different ways. I've seen them. Take risks. Right. Um, I have seen them challenge themselves in um, stepping out of the you know regular box or whatever, mm-hmm. and to. Um, try something new that they become innovative i've seen them step up and lead and want to be able to help out and 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 even come to me and say hey what about this club or what do you think we can we get somebody to help sponsor us and do this challenge and helping someone else or to become some type of service project Uh, we've had so many students that have just I really feel like what we're doing here is special, and I do feel that these students are going to leave and go to those high schools, and those principals at those high schools are going to say, hey, these kids are unique. They are yeah, Hendrix. and sure. we've done a great job. So I'm excited to um, see where this first group of eighth graders go, and can't wait to uh, see what the next several years brings.
0: That's awesome. I love that. So... Next is our confusing question of the day. So here it goes. Confusing question of the day. As a principal, what is your principal principle? In other words, I'll just let the audience digest that for a moment. Your principal principle. So what is the principle or your main kind of rule or belief or idea that guides you as a principal from day to day? Another way to say this is, what's the idea or goal that you focus on as you lead Hendrix? your principal, principal?
1: (laughs) I would probably say that, and y'all probably get so tired of hearing this, but it's all about relationships. Yeah. That is my principal, principal. Um, I have, from the first time I interview a staff member, most of my questions are around relationships or connecting with others because I truly feel that if a person that is going to teach here or be a staff member here at Hendricks if they cannot build a relationship with a student sitting in their classroom if they cannot build a relationship or connect with the colleagues on the hallway or throughout the school if they cannot build a relationship or connect in a positive manner with the parents or our community members and this is probably not the place for them. Right. Because I put a lot of emphasis on connecting and building relationships. And I think that that is probably my most intentional um principle. Principles. Yes.
0: I love that. I love that. And so uh I appreciate you humoring me with that one, because it's always been my dream to ask a principal what their principal principle is. Well, I hope I yes, answered that yes. correctly. It's also always been my dream to ask a lion what the Maine, Maine in the state of Maine is. In other words, which lion in the state of Maine has the best Maine, but keep getting denied at the request of getting a real lion from Maine into mm. this podcast.
1: That'd be a little tough.
0: Yes, but hopefully it will happen. I'm going to keep trying. So... To kind of lead into this next fun little segment, can you tell us where you're originally from?
1: Well, I started off in Apharetta, Georgia, and then moved to Cumming, Georgia.
0: And do you have any connections to the South? Like, you're in the midst of it. Everybody I meet um, from here, (laughs) it seems like they're from the North like me. But when I find a true Southerner, I love it. I'm compelled. Like my wife, she's from South Georgia, the Cordial area, Pinehurst. And so I've been here since 2004. But when I first came here, I was just kind of caught off guard by the unique Southern sayings. Uh, Half the time, I had no clue what they meant. uh, But to be honest, most of them sounded like they were made up. So that inspired me to create a new segment oh called gosh. Real or Fake Southern Sayings. It's time for the not yet popular, but someday popular game that we all love. Real or Fake Southern Sayings. So I couldn't think of any guest better than you, Miss Riddle, to mm-hmm. uh, be our first ever person for the version of this game. The way it works is... I'll read off a southern saying. Your job is to tell me if you think it's a real one, authentic southern saying, or if it's fake, generated by AI. So I typed it into AI, and they actually came up with some. So please know that these fake ones, they sound real, some of them. Uh, Maybe some of them you'll be like, no, that's made up. But they may sound similar to the real southern saying. So... I'm not going to say these with my Southern voice because it wouldn't do it justice and it's pretty bad. I've been practicing, but it won't work. So audience, this is interactive. So remember, I want you to be playing along also. So after I read the saying, please call out in your car whether you think it's real or fake. So are you ready for this?
1: I guess think I'm so? ready. All right. So the Southern girl, yes. you know, these Southern right. words.
0: Uh, so first one, well, butter my biscuit. Is that a real Southern saying or AI generated? Butter my biscuit, and don't think too hard. Like if you've heard it, if you've heard it, then I want to
1: say it is authentic. But mm, part of me, I have not heard that in my grandparents. Yes, they've never said that. All right,
0: so that is uh, authentic. That's just when you're surprised or amazed at something. You just say, "Well, butter my biscuit." Good. What about this one? Hotter than a jalapeno at a salsa dance-off. Do <laughs> you think that that's real or fake generated? Fake. Yep, that is fake. Good. Madder than a wet hen.
1: Oh, absolutely
0: you, You've heard that one? Yes. All right. So when you're really angry or upset, that's good. How about uh, slicker than a buttered eel on a water slide?
1: Oh, that's fake.
0: Oh, good. See, now you're getting it here. Busier than a one-legged cat in a sandbox.
1: That's fake.
0: Good. I've heard versions <laughs> of that, but that one's fake. Cuter than a speckled pup.
1: Oh, that might have to be authentic.
0: It Part is. of it, isn't it? Yeah, so okay. it is. Describing something adorable. Yes, a speckled pup. Hopping like a frog in a firecracker factory.
1: Uh, That is AI.
0: Good. <laughs> Fit to be tied.
1: Oh, that's definitely a southern. All right. I actually say that sometimes.
0: Yeah, when you're angry, frustrated. Uh I think I remember saying that to my boys. Uh, Well, my wife says that all the time. I didn't (laughs) know what it meant, but I know I need to go run the other way. So, Faster than a jackrabbit on a pogo stick. Uh,
1: No.
0: Colder than a polar bear's toenail. No. So you can kind of catch what AI was trying to do there. (laughs) Uh, You can catch more flies with honey than with vinegar.
1: Oh, that's absolutely authentic.
0: Oh, uh, see, my wife told me when I ran these by her, she's like, My grandma would say that. So you're just encouraging kindness and diplomacy <laughs> and being like when you have honey, it's better than vinegar, good. Matter than a mosquito in a mannequin factory. No. All right. He's all hat and no cattle.
1: Uh that may be authentic.
0: It is someone don't who say it but... who talks big but lacks substance, <laughs> all hat no cattle. A couple more, uh, tougher than a two dollar steak.
1: I think that may be authentic. It's that's the one the, I use, That's but... the one that
0: my wife definitely got wrong. That is uh, AI came up oh. with this. They claim it's fake. So oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, it makes sense though. How about this one? Last one. That dog won't hunt. That dog won't hunt. You might not know what it means, but is that a saying? I have heard that. Yeah. So uh, something that won't work. If it isn't a good idea, that dog won't hunt. Yeah. So very authentic good. Then. Yes, that is authentic. You did a great job. Well, you uh, left out a good
1: yes. one. Yes. You have the one some. That Mr. Yes. always makes fun of me because we will be sitting in a conversation or admin meeting, talking, and then all of a sudden i will say something about mom and nam uh,
0: <laughs> yes
1: and then you know it's everybody else in nam has to come see, too see
0: i know in the north we have saints but i just feel like <laughs> in the south here they're everywhere and i i love it i absolutely do so it's about time to wrap things up and i wanted to thank you so much for coming on our show um i also wanted to thank you for all the support uh to help bring this podcasting room and equipment to hendrix I'm excited about where things are headed and just growing this show and getting more kids involved. So it's definitely a very cool part of our school, and we're lucky to have it. Well,
1: I'm excited, and I don't think we could have picked a better person to start this um, Um, Hawks podcast program.
0: Thank you so much. Well, awesome. you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you. That's a wrap. It was great to have the chance to sit down with our principal, Ms. Riddle, and chat. I can say that she and the administration do such a great job supporting the teachers and the staff. Hendrix is an amazing place to be, and I love being here. It's officially the greatest place on earth. At least that's what a recent survey said that I read. The survey was published by me, and I was actually the only one to take it. Uh, But it did come back unanimous Hendrix is amazing Go Hawks!